Nobody, nobody but you. Chris, can you please record her singing? <laughs> I recorded it. I got it. <laughs> I want nobody, nobody but you. Just kidding. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Hidden Among... Oh my god, I always get the Hidden Among Us. Okay, one, two, three. Hi guys, welcome to Hidden Among Us, episode 19. Mm. <laughs> what kind of freaking response was there? Hello? I just, I just wanted you to know what it felt, feels like every time I make a bad joke and then y'all just reply with silence. Oh my god, that's just you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, what was that sound? What did I just make? I wanted to say it's like a yay and a woo. Already. Yeah, it's like a yay and a woo together. Anyway, it's episode 19. We've come this far. Who'd have thought? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel Not like me. 19. <laughs> right? I don't know. It also feels like we've been doing this forever. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. No. I feel like we've been doing this for like no, so many years. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh my god. <laughs> cringe. It's so cringy. Like, I feel like uh, Shen is the... Oh my god. So, I feel like Shen is the embodiment of S-Gag. Like... Oh my gosh, she used to say more Korean words when like we're in JC. Oh, oh, uh, oh my god. Uh, I, I forgot what she used to say, lot. but she always said it. No, my god. Oh. Every morning she'd be like, Annyeong. Annyeong. Oh, yes. You know, like when girls go through, okay, not girls, let's not generalize. When people go through like, their Korean phases and then, like, instead of saying, like, really, they're like, Jinjayo. like, why is your voice like three octaves higher? <laughs> no, but, but it's a thing though. Like when you speak different languages, yeah, yeah, like yeah. your voice. Is there a term for it? Shen, but Shen's it. one is just. Cringe. Shen's one is. Somehow she's on helium when she speaks in Korean. No, she's trying to do that like, Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Well, I feel oh my gosh you're like traumatizing me like reminding me that I took Korean for like four semesters oh my god uh, talking about languages <laughs> wow I <laughs> wait pause you just froze oh. so I think it's like the heavens like trying to, to, to like save Honda and me Thank right you. now talking about languages in NUS you took Korean and I took French. And I've been recently watching this show called Emily in Paris. Oh my uh, gosh. I saw this tweet that was like, is the Singaporean equivalent of Emily in Paris uh, something in Seoul? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I guess it does put French people and Paris in a very like negative way, in a very American way. Because it, it really is just about an American girl going to Fr- France without like, or going to Paris without having like, knowing any cultural stuff or even a language. And then she goes oh. there and it's very hard to assimilate. Which is true, it is really hard to assimilate in Paris. And you don't even know f- like, French. 
she doesn't doesn't even know French. Okay, but like, when what is the time setting now, for this like, movie? Like now, like current times. So, okay, um, so Emily, that's the name of the girl who moves to Paris. Yeah, she was right? from Chicago. She didn't do any research. No, no, it's because she the person... didn't watch any. No, like vlogs of people who no. moved to live in none. Because that's on her. That's on her. It was a very last minute thing, also to be fair, because her her the person supposed to go for the company suddenly got pregnant, so she had to last minute go. Oh. But still, but anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. Okay, it is funny, but it's only funny because I see myself in Emily. Because she can't speak French, and I can't speak French too. <laughs> so she'll make sentences like "just sweet, fantastic," which means I am fantastic. But it's like half English, half French, which is me. Uh, je one coffee, please. I'm just like, yes, sister. This me in France. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the French apparently are having like they're not really happy with the representation in the show. I mean, uh, I haven't watched the movie, but is it through like Emily's it's, lens? It's so not. It's the way the Emily perceives it. No, unless it's like an omni, yeah, omniscient, yeah, omni, omniscient view. It is, it is. Oh, then. Hmm. Yikes! Yeah. Speaking of problematic movies, like have y'all heard about the movie called Cuties? Yes, the one with the yeah, young so- girls. Young young girls, no and then um, uh. I think it's so sad because like, I think, in terms of like who directed it, so the person who directed it is a black woman, so it's like wow, you know, you take leaps exactly. and bounds. But then like the content of the movie is, it's just rubbish. Like, so so the director says that she okay. I'm so out of breath. I'm so sorry. The director said that she made this movie as a commentary and like a criticism of the over-sexualization of like minors in this day and age. Mm. But the problem is, right, um, she sexualizes minors in her film in the sense where her cast, right, the main characters are minors in the first place. So, and then, okay, so that aside, so let's just say she casts... Um, kids who are not minors, you know, like what they do in like every high school drama movie now, they cast like 30 year old people. The problem is like a lot of people who watch the film say that she doesn't actually have like a coherent criticism mm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like that that's where a lot of people are like, the, the, the negativity stems from. It's the fact that the film itself doesn't do like a good job of like making a criticism of the thing it's going to criticize. Yeah. So I don't know. Um I watched this. So there's this YouTuber called Jay Aubrey and like he did a very I thought a very good like analysis of the film and like why it fails so miraculously in all that it sets out to do. So if anyone wants to watch, go check out that dude's YouTube channel. Yeah. It's just it's counterintuitive. I don't know. Mm. I, I've I've ne- I've not watched it, but it's not Same. something that yeah I've not watched it either. I just I I refuse to watch it as well. Not even for like out of curiosity to see if it like really lives up to what everyone says it lives up to. Like I refuse to. 
But the other thing that I find problematic about this film is the fact that it won awards at like an indie film festival or something. Mm. Which is also why it got picked up by Netflix. And I'm like... Can we watch it? Is it on Netflix Singapore? Um, It is? I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. Shen just nodded. I'm not too so sure. Maybe we should... Hold on. Let's do a quick check. Uh, on the bright side, I feel like... Oh, the Chris Watts. Did we mention it before? No, I, I don't think we mentioned it. His documentary podcast. is... No, no. We talked, it, we talked in the chat about it. The Chris Watts documentary. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Cuties is available. Singapore. Oh, okay. Netflix. Interesting. I, I am it. going to quickly give it a dislike. <laughs> Thank you. My favorite thing about disliking things on Netflix is it becomes grim. Oh, I never disliked before. Yeah, I I've disliked a few movies. It's that's, I don't think it makes any difference. I don't know why it does. Um, and what was he saying? Chris Watts. Uh, ah, yes. Um, so we covered Chris Watts. Shan covered Chris Watts a few episodes ago, and like his documentary is on. Netflix like I think we mentioned once about how it was becoming a hallmark movie yeah yeah that yeah. we didn't know that it was going to become like a documentary and there's a documentary of it on Netflix but so apparently the documentary is oh. bad oh it is yeah, I don't know I have a friend who like, watched it today um it's because I was reading it on a crime subreddit and they're already very knowledgeable about the murder mm. so for them it felt very boring and i think in the end oh. it sort of like showed comments about people trashing the the deceased wife oh no yeah so like yeah i don't know anyway okay so that's all the more reason to not watch the documentary and listen to our podcast <laughs> episode on it uh listen to us we shen gives a very succinct and detailed telling of the Chris Watts family murders. Uh, thank yeah. you. So if you're a visual person, I guess, you don't want to do both. Watch ours and then, I mean, listen to ours and then watch the Netflix one. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's happening on all the, on, on the movie sphere right now. Okay, so today's crime story is a very interesting one. But for some reason, <laughs> it's a big story, but I couldn't find like a lot of like, in-depth like research on it which country i don't know maybe it's south korea make a wild guess it's a big case murder yes it's a serial killing i i'm very sure you know what it is think think very carefully there are a ton of films and dramas made Uh, about this i don't know the name but it does it have to do with the color red? Yes. Okay. Oh. But also but also doesn't have to do with the color red. Oh. Anyway, so today I'll be covering the Hwasong okay. serial murder. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the thing is, right, um, a lot of if you search up this um case, a lot of the articles and like stuff that come out are on like the recent Mm. Okay, so the recent development in this case is they actually found the killer. So they found who actually committed these murders last year, 2019. But because of that, <laughs> not much is found like about the actual case itself. Like They're very like deep in Google. 
and on top of that, like, um, I think there are some translation issues mm. from Korean to English. And on top of that, there's a third element that muddles up this case. And this element is Bong Joon-ho's film, <laughs> Memories of Murder. I, I watched it last year. Yeah. Okay, so Memories of Murder is so good. I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. It was genuinely so, 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 so good. But this film also sort of like messed up people's like knowledge of this case. Mm. Like there are certain... So what happens in the film, they take certain dramatic liberties to make the film like interesting, right? But these things didn't actually happen in real life. So when I get to those parts that were a bit dubious, um, I will let y'all know, Okay. But it's a soft, it, it's a it's a soft crime. Now it's solved. Okay, so recently only. Okay, interesting. Yes, okay. recently, very very recent. Let's just go back to memories of murder because that's what my notes start off with. <laughs> so memories of murder was directed by Bong Joon Ho, and it was, it it is a very famous movie because it actually covered a crime that happened between nineteen eighty six and nineteen ninety one, which is the Hwasong serial murders. So the astounding thing about this case is that it sparked the largest manhunt in the history of South Korea where over 21,280 people were interviewed and 2 million man days were spent searching. So man days is basically um, like working days. So over like 2 million working days were spent trying to find who this killer was. Okay. Um, all these murders occurred in Hwasong City in Gyeonggi and it is and so Gyeonggi is the Gyeonggi? No, Hwasong City is the largest area of farmland in Gyeonggi. And this obviously meant that, you know, th- there aren't any like um CCTVs in the area and also like you'll you'll see later that a lot of the crimes happen near a bus stop. Because it's a lot of farmland, it's not like the bus stop is near the residential areas. So a lot of times, people who get off the bus stop have to walk miles and miles and miles to get back to where they live. So in 2019, a man named Lee Chunje confessed to the murders. He was already incarcerated for the murder of his 18-year-old sister-in-law. Mm, so yeah. I'm just going to get into this murder, okay? So... Lee Shunjae basically invited his um, sister-in-law to his house where he proceeded to drug, rape and murder her on January 13th, 1994. And then he offered to help his father-in-law to search for her because the father-in-law was like, yeah, I think she's been abducted. So he went to help the father-in-law search for her. But he was eventually arrested on January 18th during the interrogation. And during the interrogation, he went to ask how many years do you serve in prison for rape and murder? Obviously, he denied committing the crime. And then he actually claimed that he'd been pressured into confessing. So he said that the police coerced him into confessing for the crime. And because of this, the court actually overturned his confession. But in May 1994, he was finally convicted and sentenced to death. But the case was reviewed in ninety-five, and his sentence was reduced to life in, pri- life in prison with the possibility of parole in 20 years. Mm. Yeah. So, I will get back to how he was caught later on. So now let's move on to the Hwasong murders itself. 
So the Hwasong Serial Murders was a series of murders and rapes between September 15, 1986 and April 3, 1991. Um, I don't know how many years it is. I didn't count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were a total of, um, I think, f- 10, 10 murders during this time. And his victims ranged from the ages of like 71. 71 was the oldest victim and like, 13, 14 was the age of the youngest victim. Super diverse. Oh my god. Yeah, super mm. diverse. Uh, later when I run through the victims list, you will really get to see how diverse and like how indiscriminate discriminatory he was when he went after his victims. Yeah. So one of the reasons why he's so popular and like famous is so because he had a very clear MO. And that was all the victims found were bound, gagged, raped, and strangled to death in their own clothes. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot going on with this case, so I'm just going through run through the various victims and what was found in the crime scene. So one thing that I want you to note is um I didn't write down the dates of the um the perceived time of death and like perceived dates of death and when they were found because all of them were found like several days. Um, I think some of them were even found several months after they were actually murdered. The first victim was Lee Wan Im, 71 years old. Um, she was on her way home after visiting her daughter. That's when Lee Chun Jae um, murdered her. And the police found that she'd been strangled by hand, but they couldn't find anything with the semen. So for a lot of these um, victims, right, I think they w- there was semen found on the bodies, but they couldn't find conclusive, like, blood type or DNA from the semen. The second victim was Park Hyun Suk, 25. She was murdered after getting off the bus, returning home from Song Tan after meeting a prospective husband. She too was strangled by hand, but they could not determine the blood type of the perpetrator based off the semen found on her body. He then killed Kwon Jong, 25, who was a homemaker. Um, he murdered her in front of her house. She was gagged and strangled with her own stockings and like her panties was found on her face. His fourth victim was Lee Kei Suk, 23, who was also murdered after getting off the bus after a meeting with a potential husband. She was found with her hands tied, strangled. Um, she was violated with an umbrella mm. and her girdle was found covering her face. Oh, okay, I remember this one. The fifth victim was Hong Jin-young, 19. She was a high school student and he murdered her after she got off the bus while heading home. She was found with her hands tied, gagged with her socks and strangled as well. So the common theme with a lot of his murders is the fact that um, these girls, women, all were like getting off the bus stop. And if you watch Memories of Murder, they actually like, I think they focus apart on like this bus stop because they think that this is where um, like the, the murderer was like, Finding his victims. The sixth victim was Park Eunju, 29. She was also a housewife. He murdered her while she was on her way to give her husband an umbrella. And she was also strangled. Mm. The seventh victim was An Gi Soon, 54. She was a housewife who he murdered after she got off the bus while returning home. She was found with her hands tied, gagged with her socks and handkerchief, and strangled. 
Okay, so when I was reading, so um, the place with the most like concise detailing of like the victims and the evidence found was Wikipedia. So shout out to you, Wikipedia. But I think because like there is some translation issues and my Korean isn't that great that I could like read the neighbor article. So um, the translation, I think it's a bit wonky, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and also like my vague memories of memories of murder. Um, so on wiki, it says that there were peach slices, but it just says peach slices um, with some sleuthing and like really painful like translation. I think the peach slices were found inside of the body. Yeah, don't quote me on this. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I I think I don't attack me. I think this this was in the movie, like the peach DNA thing. Yes. Yeah, the peach was, was in the movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. It but was in the body in the movie. Yeah, but here's the thing: like a lot of things, in the movies, right? In the movie, is like you can't take it as factual evidence because you know yeah. it's a movie, so they take some liberties with the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this seventh victim, after the seventh murder, like, there was, I guess, a sort of break in the case. So after this murder, um, a suspect sketch was actually drawn up because a bus driver and the bus conductor saw a man get on their bus shortly after the seventh murder. So, and the thing is, like, these descriptions were also affirmed by survivors who were sexually assaulted by Lee chun so according to the survivors, the perpetrator was a th- was a thin-framed man in his mid-twenties who was about 165 to 170 centimeters tall. He had monolids and short, spotty-type hair. Strangely though, they said that he had soft hands. So <laughs> I'm not sure what the soft hands were supposed to be. I don't know. Um, You can actually go and find um images of the... A suspect sketch online and I think it's pretty close to how Lee chun actually looks like okay I'm just gonna go back to the victims okay victim 8 was Park Sang-hee she was 14 years old um, she was a middle school student and she was murdered while sleeping in her room so this is also another like interesting about this case because um, they actually made an arrest after this murder happened so they arrested 22-year-old Yoon Seung-yo and this was based off some hair that was found in the crime scene. So, like, this this victim, Park Sang-hee, was murdered in her own home. Mm. But the thing is... Okay, so, uh, Yoon Seung-yo was actually... Um, like, he spent 19 and a half years in prison, so they actually convicted him of the crime. But we know that he's not the killer... So at this point of time, right, they actually believed that he could be a copycat killer. But he wasn't. So eventually he was like um let off from jail. That's but so like sad. now he's it's really, really sad though. He's um I think he's very traumatized by it. Mm. Uh, there's some articles that like where he talks about the experience of being essentially like convicted for this like heinous crime. Mm. Also because like this Kwasong murders was really, really big at that time. And it was so sensational in South Korea. And can you imagine being convicted of a crime you didn't commit? Mm. Especially for something as high profile as this case. Yeah, it's super high profile. Yeah, and your relatives are probably like get harassed. Yeah. It was madness. I think also because 
I'm just gonna go out on my on a limb here and say I think it was because of the pressure, like the police. Okay, so if you watch Memories of Murder, <laughs> you will you will understand because the police were under like immense amount of pressure to find the killer because people were like really questioning. They were really asking like who is doing this because so many women were being like their bodies were being found. So like in the movie, you will see like the police officers literally lose their coat. Cool. At one point, they 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 like literally beat the shit out of like one of the like potential suspects. But then you find out that that guy is like innocent as well. I mean, they were also very incompetent like, in the movie. Yeah, I think um they there's also like suspicions of um what's the word for it corruption in the police mm. at that time as well. So I think people also suspected like the processors weren't done right as well like they were trying to expedite mm. the process you know um, the ninth victim was Kim Mi Chong 14 who was a middle school girl um, she was murdered on her way home as well her hands and feet were tied she was strangled and gagged with her bra okay here's another thing where the translation is a bit wonky but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that these items were inserted into her so they found a fork, spoon, and razor blade mm. oh, potentially yeah, I inside of her too. Yeah. Uh, this was the one where I was like, holy shit. What the hell? Because ew, a fork, spoon, and razor blade. Yeah, I think I remember reading about this somewhere. I know it was in Memories of Murder mm. as well. And here's the thing. Yeah. This is the thing that like really boggles my mind about this case. It's the fact that Bong Joon-ho's film is so famous that it actually muddles up the actual, like, evidence and, like, research when it comes to the case. So a lot of times when I was researching this, I was like, holy shit, how much of this is actually from the case itself and how much of this is influenced by the film? Unless you can, like, find out, like, old Korean articles and read them. Yeah, and that's the other thing... (laughs) I'm not that proficient in Korean. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, aren't you Korean <laughs> for or something? Shut up! My Korean isn't that great. Also, like, dude, you go and read the neighbor articles. I was just like reading it, and I was like, huh? what? <laughs> um, okay. So this time, there was another brick in the case. They managed to find that the semen was determined to be blood type B. Oh. Mm. This gets a bit complicated though Because Lee Chun Jae Is blood type O Oh no <laughs> mm. So And I think If I'm not wrong This was also one of the reasons why like He was let off It was because like the blood types didn't match mm. At that time when you know They were interviewing people So Interesting. Uh, the final victim was Kwon Soon Kwon Soon Sang. She was sixty nine years old. She was murdered after getting off the bus while returning home. She was strangled, and at the crime scene, two footprints were found, but they couldn't be traced to anyone. If I'm not wrong, um, in Memories of Murder, they portray the killer as somebody who like leaves no evidence behind. But, like, in reality, 
I think they actually did find like cigarette buds and stuff at the time. But like they had no DNA to match it to. Hmm. And now we will go back to Lee Shunjie. So basically on September 18th, 2019, Lee Shunjie's DNA was finally matched to one of the DNA samples that was found on a victim's underwear. And at first, as usual, he denied having to do anything with this case. But then he later admitted to killing 14 people, including the 10 found in Hwasong. And he also confessed to more than 30 rapes and attempted rapes. Mm. Yeah, he has a very high victim count. Yeah. And not just in terms of like victims he murdered. And the weirder thing is, so a lot of people uh, believe, right, that the killer actually went after women on rainy days and women wearing red. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> this was not true. This was just popularized by memories of murder. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't actually like stake out a particular type of woman. He just attacked women. The only common denominator you can see from like most of this is the bus stop. But then he also had like cases. He also had um victims that were like, you know, outside their houses or inside their homes, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So this is very succinct, but this is basically the case of the Hwasong serial murders. And also a rant about how Bong Joon-ho's film muddled up, like, the basically the public's perception of this case and what they believe. I mean, yeah, yeah after, I watched, after I watched, after I watched, I went to, like, go wiki it. And then I was like, I was so surprised that the victim age range was so wide. Because the movie, yeah. everyone was, like, in the 20s, like, like young, good, like, pretty-ish. Mm, then... Right. And then when I look at it, I was like, 70? And I was just like, Yeah. What? And it's it's crazy because his first victim was 71. So it's like... Wait, so I think it was also very difficult to to determine like a type. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the age ranges were so wide. So after they caught him, did they ever ask him like... Why? Like why he did it? Um, The thing is, they're still investigating it. Oh. But then... Oh, but they can't actually yeah, but catch the, him, right? They, they can't charge him because the statutes of limitations oh, are over. Oh, sucks. I think they ended in 2006. So, so even if he came out and like revealed why he did it right, nothing can be done. Yeah. He's just incarcerated for the murder of his sister-in-law. Mm. And, and the crazy thing is, if he hadn't been caught for that crime, this case would probably remain unsolved. Mm. Even until today. Yeah, and he could be... Yeah. He could have still, like, continued on. Yeah. Because usually when serial killers, like, suddenly stop, it's usually because it's either mm. they died or they got locked up for another yeah. crime. And also, okay, so... um, I was also looking through some Reddit threads and, like, some people were theorizing... This was before, like, um, Lee Chun-jae came out and said that, like, hey, I, I did all this. So, there was this one person who brought up this thing where I think there was, like, a two-year gap between murders mm-hmm. and yeah. at that time they they believed that it was somebody in their mid-twenties, right? So there was this theory as well that he had gone for mandatory enlistment. 
Mm. Yeah. But I don't think that was the case. Also, like, um, the the other thing was, like, uh, su- the murder suddenly stopped. And, like, the reason why it stopped is we, we know it's because he got arrested for murdering his sister-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were... At the time, because this was when they didn't know who it was, right? So a lot of people were very confused because serial killers don't just randomly stop. Mm-hmm. So so that was the other, like, boggling thing. Like, the very fact that it was by pure chance that they managed to match the DNA to him. So all this while, like, people were still theorizing about who could have been the Hwasong serial murderer, the serial killer. Mm. And, like, so many Korean dramas came out about it you know like okay one was Remy's of Murder that's a film um Gap Dong which was like a very famous K-drama it's not that good I'm so sorry um Signal Signal came out Signal is really Signal good Signal is awesome Tunnel is awesome Tunnel. yeah Tunnel also so so many came out and like yeah yeah they used the they, they also used um like the same like red symbol thing from yeah the race symbol but it's not true yeah it's not true so there's actually no evidence to point and say that like he actually murdered women who were wearing red Mm, yeah so like yeah because now these women I don't think they were wearing red either maybe they were I'm not sure I mean it's so dark though like (laughs) precisely he also attacked them at night yeah was it tunnel or signal like when there's a particular song playing like he would come out or something. Memories of Murder. So <laughs> this is another one. This, see, Memories of Bong Joon-ho. Now I'm like Dude. mixing up between all the dramas because like they're yeah. all the yeah. same serial like, killer. No, no, no. It's crazy because like people also believe that like he attacked um, so in Memories of Murder, I'm so sorry to everyone out there who have not watched the movie and like want to watch it. This is it's a call for you to go and watch. So. <laughs> go watch it. Like, pause the podcast. <laughs> and go watch it. <laughs> watch the movie. <laughs> and then come back. So, um, during Memories of Murder, there's a scene where they, like, legitimately, like, they stage, um, they, they send, set out, like, a, they send out a woman to act as bait and then, like, there's a song playing and everything. All that is fake. <laughs> it's not true. It's just artistic liberties taken by Bong Joon-ho to, like, make the... The, 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 the film more interesting. Also, like, um, at the end of the film, more spoilers, they, they send the DNA sample to the US or whatever. That didn't happen. They sent, like, the DNA samples to Japan, actually. Yeah, I read about that. And I was, like, laughing that the movie portrayed it as US. <laughs> yeah, because make it more attached, right? Like, hey, because I was, like, watching Japan. the movie, I'm just like, how do they have the funds to send it to the US? And <laughs> it's so far Precisely. Away. And also, like, this is Hwasong City. It's yeah. like this tiny, like, farm community. Like, one, the police also don't have that many resources, which would also explain why, like, they couldn't solve the crime in the first place. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, memories of murder, you you really... Mm, I guess did something to this case. Another aim of the movie was to, like, raise awareness again. Because it's been a while since, like, the actual murders. Yeah, and he was still like, out there. So that's why, like, the final part of the film where uh, Song Kang Ho was like staring, was, like breaking the fourth wall and staring at the camera. Yes, he was like sort of like looking for the murderer. Yes, um, Memories of Murder came out in two thousand and 
three, I think. Around there, I think. Yeah, I think it's 2003. I think that's a very interesting ending because it's like mm. literally staring and being like, hey, yeah. I know you're out there. Yeah, in the cinema, I was but, like, oh. When I saw him like breaking the pop, I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but he was already in jail by then. He was in jail by 1993. Oh? Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already in jail, so it's like. It's just so crazy. I think the thing that like boggles me about this case is the fact that this guy was already incarcerated and people out here on the outside of the prison were still theorizing and like shows and movies were being made about this case because like no one knew who did it. Mm. But like just by chance, the killer had already been caught. But like the sad thing is like they found out too late, lah. Two thousand and nineteen, so the statutes of limitations were was over. So mm. he can't be prosecuted for any of these crimes. Well, okay, yeah. mm. Now I want to rewatch all the K drama things, Chris. Same. <laughs> Do it. I. I. Actually, right, in terms of the Hwasong dramas, I've only watched Memories of Murder. Like, I didn't finish Signal. I watched one episode of Tunnel and realized that time traveling is not my kind of thing. You just continue um, Tunnel. <laughs> I tried watching Gap- Gaptong, but I didn't really like it. I'm sorry. Tunnel. T- but Tunnel was... Tunnel. Tunnel is good. It's... I... Okay, in my defense, right, I watched Tunnel when it first premiered. I watched the first episode and I was like, holy shit, this is boring. I can't do this anymore. No, it picks up. And, so, and like, the comedy is quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the comedy is quite funny. But I, I was just, I'm just not in for the whole time traveling aspect of it. I mean, it's kind of so, hard to pull off time traveling because you can always poke holes and you think too much about it. Precisely. I like how Signal handled like the time aspect of it. Like, Whoa, they did it very, very well. They did very, very well. But, um, Tunnel just isn't my thing. Do you watch Sorry. Tunnel Sorry already? Tunnel or like, you just like one episode? I watched one episode of Tunnel. Oh my god, give it a chance. <laughs> I, it wasn't my thing. We watch it. I, okay, I'm also not a fan of the main actor. I think that's the main thing. I'm just not a fan of Choi Jin Hyuk. I'm sorry. Sorry to see his stands out there. We're going to see like a decrease in like listeners because I said I didn't really like Choi Jin Hyuk. <laughs> any any K- avid K-drama um, watches out there, send us your recommendations of crime K-dramas. Oh, it's my turn. I, I don't know. <laughs> No, don't pull the whole. I didn't. I didn't prepare a story. Oh shit! Can I? Can I free, freehand? Not freehand. What was oh, the word? Freehand. I, I, I freehand a ghost story. <laughs> what was the phrase? What was the word Shen used last week? You said free something. Okay, don't give me personal experiences as a means to cover up not having a story. I'm so tired. Don't prank me like this. <laughs> it's 7pm on a school day <laughs> You were tired at 7pm <laughs> Oh I had back to back classes today mm. All the way from 12pm 
to 6pm. And this week was my chill week. Because yeah, my, all my tutorials are on, on week. Oh, even weeks are my hell weeks. Uh, How about you, Shen? I think every, every week is hell week. Is week, hell week. <laughs> yeah, but even week is my hell week. <laughs> la. Uh, yeah. I was supposed to have... Okay, so on even weeks, my classes on Friday is from 10am to 6pm. Like, back-to-back classes, by the way. So I have no breaks in between. But then this week, my 10am class, my professor was like, Hi, so can we reschedule? And then I had to attend the Thursday one. And it was like, in a class full of people I have never met before. And I was just like... <laughs> If this is a game of Among Us, I am the imposter. <laughs> At least you can Which wake I haven't up played. On Friday. Yeah. Yes. And That's true. before like your back to back classes. I that did not happen today. Of course. Nope. That did not happen today. Do I have to deliver you food? Well, I mean Chris doesn't really eat <laughs> regularly anyway. Okay, Honda, hit us with that spoopy story. Shut up. <laughs> I have to drag her out of her like house to go eat. Stop. Oh my god, I'm craving for congee. I was watching... My mom, was, my mom is watching this Tamil drama, right? Then one of the characters injured herself. So this other guy came up with like a pair... With like a bowl of congee. But in Tamil, it's kanji or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god. such like, an odd thing I, to crave. I want congee. <laughs> Sorry, I actually really like porridge. <laughs> I don't know why. The one that I like is at Maxwell. Yes, that one's really, really good. My favourite one is at Chinatown. Is it the one we eat? Is it the one you brought us to? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god, can we go there? I'll probably not order the um, century egg n- thing. Not yeah. today. I mean, not now. I mean, it's, not, not it's freaking today. hot. No, no, no. I mean, one day in. But it's been quite rainy recently. Yeah, but it's the rainy, hot kind of rain. I don't like it. I feel like it's it's the kind of weather where indoors feels very cold and nice, mm-hmm. but the moment you step outside, it's like you're assaulted by the sun, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then go away. <laughs> Run back to my house. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Okay. Honda, what's your story? <laughs> we have derailed. We have asked Honda to, to start her story like <laughs> so many times. Four times. And then derailed it. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm not going to derail it anymore. No, no. Okay. This one is like kind of hard to pronounce because there's so much A and A, A and N. <laughs> okay. My story is about the Manan. The Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to say it just now. The Manana. Mananan girl. Banana? 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 Okay. It's about the banana girl. How do you spell it? M A N A N A N G G A L. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> it's so much A and N. It's like a longer version of a banana. <laughs> Game of Hangman with this would be over in a heartbeat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many A's are there? One, two, three, four, four A's. Yeah, Mananangal. Mananangal. Mm. Okay, is a famous Filipino folklore and is a type of aswang. And aswang is an. <gasps> uh, <laughs> Do you remember my terrible. 
<laughs> guessing last week. I was like, Aswang. And then Shen was like, no. Aswang. <laughs> Not even from the same country. Oh, yes, Aswang. Sorry. I listened to a podcast and then like the person saying it was white. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, She had a story about the Aswang. So she was like, yeah, says the Aswang. <laughs> It sounds so like American to say it is Aswang. Aswang. <laughs> oh my god, you think they will come for me? The Aswangs are just like that would make it fun of my name. Okay. Yeah, so Aswang is an umbrella term that includes various Filipino folklore like vampires, ghouls, witches, and other shape shifting beings. So the Mananangal means one who removes or like take off and separates. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a blood sucking monster, kind of like. So, in like in West. A it, vampire. Yeah, kind of like oh, a vampire. No. <laughs> tell me. Tell me what you. Tell me what I am. A vampire. <laughs> it does, I was a huge fly heart, okay? Okay, the Mananangal does not sparkle in the sun, okay? So, <laughs> so remember, like, I said it, the name, like, the meaning of the name is like one who, like, removes or, like, separates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the girl is depicted as a woman who detaches her lower body and has giant wings. <laughs> what oh, does Shen look like? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of thinking about it. Okay, okay. I'm imagining a fairy. A what? Like a gothic fairy. Oh my god! How do you say berry? Like, like the like a fruit. fruit. <laughs> no, it's like a fairy. I was imagining like a punk rock fairy. Oh my god! I think that's too cute. Okay, that's too cute. But you know, like in general, like the idea of fairies and like the fae are not like mm. sweet and like nice. Like the fae are actually yeah, I think perceived to be as like monstrous figures. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girl will fly with just her upper body, with the intestines like hanging out, to search mm-hmm. for her victim. <laughs> So during the the day, the Mananangal is a normal woman, and she, and some like sources said that she's said to be beautiful, and she lives okay. as a normal woman. Like she can even marry like men, so like just like a normal woman, but at night she becomes the hideous Mananangal. So where does she keep her lower body? The lower body is actually really important for the Mananangal's survival and she will need it to reattach it to her body when the sun begins to rise. So if she doesn't reattach it, she dies. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe she should keep like a backpack with her <laughs> and she flies. She just puts her lower Chris, body Chris, honestly. <laughs> I'm just... Aswangs, I mean Mananangal's out there if you need help with your project on how to improve your help. day-to-day life, hit me up. I propose a bag. I'm going to make a bag put your, lower body, put your lower body in there. So then you won't ever lose it and you won't die in the morning. I'm, I'm a genius, just saying. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so she would hide her lower body usually in banana groves it is, as it's like quite dense. And I don't mm. know, it's not too obvious. <laughs> and... Yeah, her lower body is also key when destroying the Mananangal. So when you find the lower body, you have to sprinkle salt or crushed garlic on the lower body to prevent her from reattaching. Oh. 
Okay. And another sign that the Manananggal is in the vicinity is that you'll hear the sound tick, tick, tick. And if you notice that the sound appears to be far away, don't be fooled. It is actually nearby. Oh, no. Yeah, it tr- Not those kind of ghosts. It tricks its potential victim by making it seem far away. I hate this. Okay. Yeah, so, I was like, there's like two theories, two stories on like the origin story, you know, of how the Mananangal comes about. So first, it is passed down. Uh, a black chick, chick, like a chicken chick. A black chick, <laughs> so a black chick resides in the Mananangal and this chick is then passed oh, down usually, chick. yeah. Okay, I'm trying to imagine it, I'm trying to picture it, I really want to see a picture of it. No, but there are black chickens that come from black chicks, right? <laughs> black chickens that come from know, black I'm, chicks. I mean, there are black chickens. Yeah, there is, there is. <laughs> I'm just saying black chicks. Please don't. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. Thank God. I thought I was going to send me pictures of women. Yeah, there are black chicks. They're yeah, so yeah, cute. They, it is cute. Black chickens. I mean, if you go to okay. the supermarket, there is black chickens. Oh my god, black chickens are so beautiful. The skin is even black, black in colour. Yeah. Wow. We're derailing, aren't we? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this chick is then passed on usually through relatives by swallowing the chick. Yeah, this uh. happens when the, the, like, the surviving, man- not surviving, the, the like, the current Mananangal no longer when like the Karamanan girl no longer has the energy to continue. So yeah, and then it gets passed down. And the chick lives in the stomach of the woman. Oh. Okay. Yep. Then the second origin story is true, like it's about uh, a sp- a special ritual. So using the egg of a black chicken, um Followed by like a special chant and a concocted oil. The oil is rubbed on the person's skin while chanting, and then the egg is then placed in their armpit until the egg disappears. That's how you become a manananggal. Okay, mm. that doesn't sound particularly pleasant at all. There's actually like a famous account of the manananggal in 1992, and even international news agencies were reporting on it. So the Seattle Times um, reported about how the weeks leading up to the May 11 elections, the Tondo district in Manila had been terrorized by the Mananangal. <laughs> and those who were interviewed said that they had seen it flying, and one said they even fought off the Mananangal. Oh. Yeah, and there was a woman in the area who had been suspected of being the Mananangal. And oh. dozens of young men and television crew barged into her home. Mm. Her name was Teresita Beronki, and she was an elderly woman. She denied that she was the Mananangal and claimed that she had been attacked by it and showed her missing toes as proof. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you say what? I thought you were going to say missing toes or something. Toes. And then you like... <laughs> you say what? Missing toes. Oh my Stop god. <laughs> no, can you imagine? She's just like, I'm not the Mananan girl. See, and then she lifts up her, like, her, her nubby foot. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
but people still didn't believe her. Oh no! So they made her touch a dried stingray's tail on camera, because it is believed that the Mandalangal cannot touch sharp objects. So they picked instead of like glass <laughs> or like the edge of something sharp, they were like, "Hey, why don't you touch the stingray's tail?" <laughs> Like, pull a whole Steve Irwin. Rest in peace. I mean, in the end, she touched it. And I guess she wasn't the Mananangal. Oh. oh. Well, I think I heard this story from my auntie before, though. The Mananangal? Yeah. How do you spell it, actually? I want to yeah, say actually... it. Like... <laughs> M-A... <gasps> Found it. M-A... Found it. Ah, I see. Mm. Chris, do you want to take a look at how it looks like? Mostly fan art. Wait, what? Chris, do you want me to show you? I'm scared, okay. It's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Why does she look like Nosferatu with wings? (laughs) What? Though, to be honest, okay. I feel like this is very big in their culture. Like, female. Yeah. It's a... F- mm. um. why, why are all these monsters always female? Yeah. Mm. Think about it. Yeah, that's something interesting to talk about. Yeah, why? I wonder why. A lot of, a lot of monstrous figures in, like, Asian folklore and, like, I guess, European as well. Maybe not European. I'm not very familiar with that. But a lot of monstrous figures in Asian folklore are predominantly female. Mm-hmm. In the US or they come the US is more animals. Like yeah. weird mm. humanoid kind of animals. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. Asian ones has mostly like scorned women who turn into yeah, some scorned women or like spirit. figures of mothers, you know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I also forgot to mention that um that the Mananangal, when she's flying, she'll fly to like an opening in the house, which is usually an open window. And this is where she uses her long tongue to enter the victim through the nose, mouth, or ears and to feed on their organs. Ah. Oh. Yeah, the Mananangal specifically likes pregnant women and she would um, suck up the fetus. Yeah, you uh. see? Theme of like pregnant women, motherhood. And women. Yeah, pregnant women. Yeah, yeah pregnant women. Yeah, pregnant women. The mother. Yeah, it's like the mother anti mother kind of thing. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it is like it's interesting. Asian culture has a lot of female ghosts, not really male. Yeah, I wonder if there's any, like, uh, academic <laughs> research done. I'm very sure, sure there, there is. Be. Yeah. Like, yeah. considering, like, in, in school, there's a module in Dembu, at least, that is about vampires and interpreting it. And they really explore the gender dimension of vampires. So, it's, like... I think Southeast Asian Studies also, like... Probably um, has, right? They explore the, like, all these superstitions as well. Because I know my friend had to write a paper on the Pontianak. Mm. Which we should cover one day. Yeah, yeah, we should. But it's so hard to find actual stories that are great. Because, like... It's really just like a two-minute explanation of what yeah, like, is. Yeah. Like, hey, I was walking and then I saw a lady with long white, hair. With long hair. Sitting on a tree. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think it was the Pontiana. And then I blinked and she was gone. Why does the person have a white-ass accent? 
I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about the ass wang. <laughs> ass wang sounds like a... <laughs> Like some I'm so sorry. Oh my god, we have listeners from the US. I'm so sorry. We're not like <laughs> I blame Christian. I really blame Christian. I'm sorry for her bad impression. Okay, you also have a weird accent when you like talk. I know. No, not when really. Try British accents is horrible. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Scone. Do you like? Liked um um sugar with your tea. <laughs> See, no, ma'am. Oh, that was really bad. That wasn't even British. Cream then, milk. No, no. All right. By the Honda, way, you should probably carry on. Yes, I still have one last part to the story. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, I tried to find like people who encountered the Manalangal. So and I found it on Reddit. Of course. Okay. Our best friend read it. That's right. Yeah, this is from the user Holly X turned me on. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't. I'm sorry if you're listening to this by any chance, but. <laughs> but, Will? And they Ray? Can they Okay. Shan is so baffled she, she switched languages. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll be telling the story through the the person's uh, POV. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I was seven at the time and while everyone else in the family was asleep, I somehow couldn't bring myself to follow suit. I was restless with nothing in particular in my head keeping me awake. I remember just laying there in bed staring at the ceiling when suddenly I heard a noise. Confused, I sat on my bed and looked around. Nothing but darkness. I listened again. Mm-hmm. Tick, tick, tick. God damn it. <laughs> what if you respond with talk, talk, talk? <laughs> Do you want to try, Chris? Let's send you to Philippines. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> try and outsmart the Mananangal. <laughs> my eyes went wide open. I slammed my head back into my pillow, and as kids would normally do, I covered myself up in my magic blanket, trembling in fear. Okay. The noise kept on ticking. My heart was beating out of my chest and I was on the verge of tears. I was weighing the options between screaming for my mom or not. Because screaming might alert something that might eat me up <laughs> and alert them that I'm wide awake. I can't let that happen. Yes, I know the Mananangal went for pregnant ladies, but at that age, I thought everything could just eat me up. The ticking noise went away slowly. I sighed relieved and felt calmed a bit. But and but that was the biggest mistake of my life. Forgetting that when the tick tick goes far away, it means that the Mananangal was near. Uh not a typical Asian thing. After I removed my cover, I 
This part. Okay, I'm just gonna be. I'll stick true to the OP's words. After I remove my cover. <laughs> Why are you laughing? The joke hasn't even been said. You can't just laugh without telling us. Because I can see it. Okay. Bricks were shed. Bricks were shed. <laughs> You say bricks for Shen, and I was like, <laughs> "Why are you giving up?" <laughs> oh my god! Your Chris is really dysfunctional <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. I'm. You know, you don't have to censor yourself, right? Our podcast is like labeled as explicit either way. <laughs> the bitch's grinning face was on my window. Her bloody thirsty eyes looking into my frozen. <laughs> I know she survived because she called the Mananangal a bitch. <laughs> I know she survived. <laughs> Good point, fam. Good point. <laughs> bloody thirsty, blood thirsty eyes looking into my frozen white eyes. <laughs> Honda <laughs> just trying to recollect herself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this like, episode has been like ten percent stories, ninety percent us talking other nonsense. <laughs> I'm like calm, and then I see you guys reacting, and then I lose it. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. I screamed and nope the fuck out of my room. <laughs> I ran into my mother's room where she welcomed me into an embrace. But then I think I may have passed out out of fear. The next morning, my mother asked me what happened, and I told her what happened. She laughed at me and told me how imaginative kids were and how cute it was. And this is why I still have my doubts even after her face is scarred into my memory. The thing is, though, at that and during that time, um, my helper that served us um, was pregnant, and she overheard our conversation, and she froze, and her eyes went white. She looked at me and said, "You saw her too." <gasps> no. In oh, a story. No. Oh. No. That. That took a turn. That took a turn. What? Is the helper fine? Uh, I think so. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, jeez Louise. Wow. wow. That, 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 that took a turn. I did not expect that. Yeah, we were like okay. laughing. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Both of us just making fun of this story. And then in the end, it's like, oh shit. It's quite chilling. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so did the Mananangal actually come for the helper and then end up like I mean found the, she could OP have she could have went to the OP first and then go to the oh no okay helper. I'm just gonna think that like she came for the helper but she couldn't find the helper so she <laughs> saw OP and then she thought that OP was useless cause you know the OP called her a bitch and then like <laughs> she was like I I'm gonna head out and then left wow 
Mm. Yeah. Close your windows, people. <laughs> yeah, in case like uh, a tongue comes in. You. <laughs> wow. Okay. Melana girls out there, if you want to know how to make sure that your lower body oh my God, doesn't get lost, <laughs> keep a bag with you. I'm pretty sure you can carry it somewhere. You can go on a yeah. aswang hunt in the Philippines, my Chris. Report to us. I'll go on an aswang mm-hmm. hunt. <laughs> wow. Thanks for the story, Honda. Yeah, it was interesting. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and follow us on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and also now Amazon and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HAU Podcast. Shoot us a message or send us stories if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongus3 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Thank you, everyone, and have a great week ahead. Peace. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.